Hey there, this is Kayla, one of your hosts of this year's show that you're about to listen to. I just wanted to pop on real quick and let you know that we are in the middle of an incredible fundraiser right now. Starting May 15th, 2024 and going until the very last day of June, we are working with over 80 other tabletop role-playing creators to help raise money for the Trans Empowerment Project. Be sure to follow the Linktree link in the bottom of this episode description to find the Tiltify fundraiser page, which includes the listing for dozens and dozens of really cool and exciting TTRPG-related items that can be purchased, proceeds of which go to support the Trans Empowerment Project. But you can also see things like the gaming schedule for this time period and just get more information on who TEP is and why we started this fundraiser in the first place. So thank you so much for your support and enjoy this episode. This is Potions and Potpourri, a D&D podcast where we basically nerd about, you guessed it, D&D. And other stuff too sometimes. Also true. <laughs> uh, we are a podcast where we talk about just like, <laughs> how many times am I going to say it? <laughs> yeah, you already said that. <laughs> we talk about various topics <laughs> regarding tabletop RPGs. Uh, sometimes we have interviews with people. Sometimes we do live plays. And other times we also do a segment where it's potions, where we just kind of improv on the fly, whatever it is we're trying to improv on the fly. <laughs> That's Can't how the works. <laughs> we're good, we're at, good it. at it. Anyways, this is Keisha. This is Kayla. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to botch the intro and be like, this is Kayla. Well, it is your turn to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, Anyways, before we get into that, uh, we have icebreaker questions and Kayla has one for us today. Sorry to set the mood, but I'm just curious what celebrity death or deaths has affected you the most. Yeah. We yeah. have a similar one. I know that. Yeah. We have the same one at least. Yeah. I'm sure you already know. But so the one that we share for sure is Robin Williams. Yep. And I'm sure the entire world shares that. Because if you weren't sad that Robin Williams I'd stop listening to my show. Yeah. You need to not be here. Fuck you. <laughs> Just straight up. Randy. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> we haven't asshole. talked about Randy in a long time. Where have you been? <laughs> Where has he been? Doesn't matter. Go back away. <laughs> yeah, what's actually interesting about this story with Robin Williams is that Keisha and I used to live together for a while, and mm-hmm. we were floating with my partner, who also was living with us, and we were really drunk. It was a really good day. The river. It was a great day. Starting Had off. a blast. <laughs> we were hungry, so we had to go get some dinner. We went to like, one of our favorite pubs. And they are notorious for also pouring strong drinks, so we kept getting drunk. Oh, so drunk. But they they just so happened to trivia that night. Yeah. And we didn't know that. And we were sitting at a table eating dinner, having fun, laughing. And the guy's, like, first question was, like, something, something, something about this, this... actor who just died today yeah like of the late of the late like mrs doubtfire and patch adams and we were like we robin williams we all literally just 
stopped. It was like time stood still. And we all like, we looked at each other. Yeah. And we we're like, what the fuck? And we looked around like, did, no. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure like both of us were crying. No. It, it was, was like awful. Oh what an awful God. way to find out it about it. It was terrible. Yeah, because we were riding on a high yeah. of like, it was a, such a great day. Totally. It was beautiful out. We were drunk. We were happy. We were merry. <laughs> and then we were depressed. And it is still depressing it as fuck. Because I loved him so much. I know. We just watched uh, Mrs. Doubtfire again. Oh, It was so sad. Yeah. And I also watched a couple other movies of his I'd never seen before. Uh, what's the one with the poet? Club. Dead Poet Society. There it is. <laughs> that hit fucking hard. Yeah, that one always hits hard. And then the other one, I'm terrible with movie titles. Uh, it was one where he's like... Goodwill Hunting? It's... No, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Racing for that. Uh, it's like a painting. Like the world he's in is a painting. Mm. Oh, man. I've seen that. That one. Good Morning Vietnam. That one's great. Oh, God. Flubber. Yeah, Flubber, <laughs> Night at the Museum. Oh, I mean, Aladdin. So many things. Genie, the OG Genie. Yeah. Keisha and I saw the live action Aladdin together when it came out, and they yeah. had a pretty nice little Easter egg for Robin in there. Yeah, they did. That was sweet. <laughs> but, yep, so that hit the world real hard. Yeah, for sure. For you personally, though, there's definitely another one. But, yeah, for me, this actually kind of ranks above Robin Williams for me personally. So, uh, my favorite band always and forever is Linkin Park. So, you probably already guessed it. But, so this is when I was working overnights. So, I would go to sleep at, like... Like 10 a.m. Yeah. And get up at like 3 p.m. or something for like that. For your day. Yeah. For my day, you know, get up, get ready. And then I would go to work starting at about like 8 p.m. So it was a pretty weird time just in that regard. And I vividly remember I woke up one day and uh, I was, you know, of course, I checked my phone first thing. And I just have like dozens of texts from everyone I know saying, Things along the line of, I'm so sorry. Like, hey, are you doing okay? Keisha, mm. hey, I heard the news. How you doing? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Like, I just woke up. I'm feeling kind of refreshed. I'm trying to get ready for work. And this is the first thing I see. So I'm panicking already. And I'm like going through all the messages. And like, nobody's really saying specifically what. They're just mm-hmm. saying, I'm so sorry. Are you Okay. So um, I reach out to my, at the time, boyfriend, and I'm just like, uh, he's not my fiance, by the way. I don't know why this is important. Uh, no, he's my husband. Oh, my God. I was like, who <laughs> are you talking he? about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about we're your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? By the way, we're getting divorced. I already have another fiance. <laughs> Side note. My boyfriend. No, he's wow. not fiance. What's no. in this tea? We've <laughs> um, only been married for like five years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. <laughs> so I reach out and, and uh, I'm just like, what's, why, what, what's, what's going on? Yeah. What's wrong? And he was like, oh, have you not heard? You should, you should, you should Google Lincoln Park. And the second he said that, I was like, I literally said out loud, dear God, please not Chester. Yeah. Please not Chester. Please. Pops up. Yep. Chester Bennington. 
And I immediately broke down. Yeah, that right was a there. tough time. And I was so alone because he was like already at work, I think, at the time. And you had to go to work. I had to go to work. So it was just me. And I had to go into work. And I was so depressed that whole time. It was, oh, God, that hit me. I love, I love Chester so much. And I love his voice. And like, Again, that's my band. Yeah, that was a tough one for oh. me too, but not quite on the same scale, I'd yeah. say. What was yours? I Your think one? Uh, similar, but I think for me, it's Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Um, Audio Slave, etc. Yeah, etc. <laughs> Lots of things. Many of the things. Yeah. I'm a big fan of grunge in general. And um, I just, he is an incredible musician. And it was shortly after Chester died. And the same way. Yeah. It was very upsetting. <sighs> and, you know, both of their bands are very popular, so we hear them on the radio all the time. Oh, yeah. But hearing Chris Cornell just, like, gets me every time. Yeah. Every time. It's oh, yeah. awful. Yeah, there's certain songs that's, like, almost, like, kind of... I won't say triggering, but, yeah, yeah, it's really hard. It's, like, heavy sucks, and... Breaking the habit really sucks, and in the end, just sucks because everyone loves it. Yeah, at least they have art to immortalize them, but it is such a shame. Yeah. I mean, and recently, within this episode being recorded, uh, within like a week, is another one of my favorite musicians, Taylor Mm -hmm. Hawkins, the drummer of Foo Fighters, who I've seen perform not that long ago, and I actually just watched a documentary with him in it. Oh, about drummers really? like four weeks ago. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. Did you see on, uh, so Chester's wife, she posted a video that was like three or four days before that happened. Mm. And it was him with his children. Aww. And they were just like, they were like eating like M&Ms or Skills or something. Yeah. And he was just having a good time yeah and it's just, so hard ugh, so sad well way to bring the mood down kayla well, <laughs> thanks this was a roller coaster of an episode already where we're just starting off like yeah. goofy gooberoos <laughs> and now we're sad depressed gooberoos <laughs> i don't know you're gonna say gooberoos it's like you know me <laughs> Okay, well, we're out of that now. Yeah, we're done with that now. Let's go to D&D. <laughs> we're actually here to talk about D&D tonight. Yeah, I'm sure. To, like, what the fuck? To take it, yeah. <laughs> well, people are probably reminiscing on their tragedies as well of yeah. celebrity losses. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about some D&D stuff tonight. Specifically, we wanted to go into our mini campaigns. We've referenced these before. But Keisha and I had a chance to play shortened campaigns that were randomly rolled on a chart where people kind of got to take turns DMing and we kind of just got to experiment with settings and characters and plots we would never otherwise use. I'm still on Dubaroos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's a Dubaroo? Is that a verb? God. Oh. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, anyways, so this system that I'm referencing is, and this is probably not the first time you've heard us talk about this. No, we did bring it up a couple times before. Yeah, and we've talked about some of these characters and settings before, but we kind of just wanted to actually dedicate an episode to them. Because me personally, it was 
It's one of my favorite shows that I've listened to, which is what this is based on. And also, I just think it's really creative and fun. And it was just a really unique experience for us within the D&D realm. Yeah. Especially having only played huge homebrew campaigns before. Yeah, it was definitely a fun change up. It kind of got us to branch out of our of our usual D&D fantasy setting and do some new things. So the show that I'm talking about that this whole thing was based on is a podcast that I was listening to a few years back called Crit Sandwich. And it is done now, but they had, I don't know, like eight seasons or something like that. It went on for a good chunk of time. I know you didn't, really listen, you didn't listen to that much, but... Yeah. So they had a system that they kind of refined over time, but it was a chart that they made and eventually let listeners contribute to, which was super fun, where they rolled D20s to determine what sort of characters, what the plot was, which was often based on video games and movies that they liked, and Obviously. what the setting was going to be. Did they ever re-roll or was it... You roll once and that's it. They kind of, yeah, they kind of messed around with it. Okay. And we did too, okay. you know. So I was really into this show when I approached Keisha and another person that we always play with about playing because we were kind of like, we should start a new group, but nobody really wanted to commit to a big thing. Yeah. And nobody, just we just couldn't decide if we wanted to homebrew or play a story. And it was just like a lot of work. You know, Keisha was already DMing. Our other friend was already DMing. So it was just kind of too much. And I just thought this was a really good idea because these campaigns end up only being like maybe 10, you know, like I'd say like four to 12 is the average range of how long they would last sessions. So I was like, let's try it. Mm -hmm. So we made our own chart and I guess I should find that and take a picture of it, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, of which we... Don't have. Don't have. (laughs) But I'd actually contacted the people of the podcast because they were, I'd say, like, relatively popular. Not, like, critical role status, of course. But they were pretty engaging in the sense of, like, a lot of listeners would actively email them and engage with them on social media. So they would put that on their podcast and put it into their um, charts. So I emailed them if I could get a copy of the chart that they made. And we kind of went from there. And I printed it out, and I was like, what do you guys like, and what do you not like? And we added our own. Right. So anyways, we just kind of wanted to talk about the, I guess, three campaigns that we ended up playing based on this system. Apparently, we don't fully remember, (laughs) which is really weird. (laughs) We spent, I don't know, like 45 minutes today trying to just remember our characters for all of these. the settings. This was, oh man, two years ago. Two years ago, during COVID, See, that's why it's hard to remember. (laughs) That was a funky time. It was a weird time. (laughs) And yeah, that's another good point to put in there is for us in the United States, Western United States, we were in the midst of COVID. So a lot of our games had fallen through or had moved online. And Mm -hmm. it was just a weird time in general. We weren't seeing people. Things started to calm down, at least in our state. And... We decided to try and start playing in person again with a small group, four people, eventually three people, right? One, two, three, four. Wasn't five. it five? Five, and, five then four. and then four. Yeah. And everybody but Keisha all worked together and yep. had to wear masks at work every day. Oh, I'm special. So <laughs> we ended up kind of after the first wave happened, not really knowing what COVID was like at that point, right? right? We didn't know there was going to be fucking seven waves of COVID for the next three years. <laughs> Never ending, really. <laughs> yeah. 
We started meeting up at very specific parameters. First online, but that didn't really work. And then in person, like with distance and masks and hand washing, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter. But it was kind of the weird, what the fuck do we do with ourselves COVID times. Mm -hmm. That got this ball rolling. Yeah. So we ended up playing three of these campaigns. Yeah. The first of which you DM'd. Mm -hmm. So what did we roll? Do you kind of remember the three things? I remember what we ended up playing, yeah. But kind of the way it would work is session zero, we would come together and just all spend a little bit of time just hanging out and rolling on the chart. Oh, yeah. We would each roll separately. Yeah. And then each say, like, what we got. And right. if that person has an idea, or if anybody had an idea from those rolls that each person did. Yeah, it was kind of just pitching ideas to each other. Right. So we would roll, we'd get a funky combination of the three things, which would be setting, character type, like what character you are, character you are, not like mm-hmm. wizard, dragonborn, whatever, but you know, just well, there was shit what wizards. sort of people you are, <laughs> and then the plot. Yes. The setting. Yeah. So yeah, we would just pitch each other these ideas and see what we liked. And the whole point is... Whoever feels like an idea that's said sticks to them the most is the one that DMs it. Right. So this person would be like, oh, man, that's a fucking hilarious idea. I can already see how we're going to play this. Right. And like, oh, man, I already have a story in mind. (laughs) And then you guys would kind of discuss who would want to take it. And then you go from there. And like I said, it gave us a chance to really do a lot of different things. So the first one we did, I ended up DMing, which was fun for me because I had wanted a chance to DM, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to commit to anything big. Right. And this is actually a perfect opportunity because I could DM a story that was more than just a one-off, mm-hmm. you know? So we ended up deciding on um, the setting was a trash planet. Yes. <laughs> Basically, like Wally. Where in the future everything has been contaminated and people have left their all their trash behind. The characters were explorers. Mm-hmm. So it's just some kind of explorer type of people. And the plot was Hunger Games. Which is what got me really excited because I have read Hunger Games. I had just reread it for the second time. I was going to say you just read And it. I've seen all the movies before and I was wanting to rewatch movies anyways. Mm-hmm. So it was like pretty fresh in my mind. It's a really cool story. So, yeah, we DM'd that, and our cast was really hard to remember, apparently. <laughs> Keisha and I could not fucking remember who everybody so, was. This is the only one we don't, like, have everybody really, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I played a Warforged, um, I don't know what I was, maybe fighter. Yeah, I think you were a fighter. I think it was a fighter, because I love fighter. Uh, and my name was Cypher. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my character was kind of hard to work into because it was a little bit out there. But you managed to do something with it, which was really cool. Um, and then the other characters we had... Uh, Robino, which was some kind of halfling <laughs> that we don't remember. <laughs> he was actually the player that we ended up losing for the rest of the campaigns. It It was kind of... We were half online in the beginning of this and then in person and the whole like timing and everything of it was super awkward for him. Yeah. So he ended up not playing after this was over. But yeah, so some sort of halfling and then (laughs) Blifford Grimwax. Blifford. (laughs) It was probably a furbolg. Definitely a paladin though. Yes. Yep. 
So nice. Yeah. He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. And then <laughs> we don't know what his name was because we can't agree or remember. But my partner played a goblin question mark <laughs> rogue. He was definitely tiny. He was a small person rogue, yeah. maybe. It was a small creature of some kind. <laughs> That's all we remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter that much. He doesn't remember. Yeah. But so the but. kind of like story that I built out of these three things, uh, explorers and a trash island to the plot of Hunger Games, mm-hmm. is basically that these explorers discover that what they thought was a abandoned and non-existent island that used to be thriving has actually been spotted and is super toxic and hidden by this cloud of noxious gas so nobody can ever actually see if it still exists until our three explorers four explorers Uh, four for this one Uh, try to battle their way through the cloud and see what kind of riches await them on Trash Island. Yep. Yeah, it was... uh, So the other three started, and then they, like, found my character, Mm -hmm. because it was just kind of like a piece together from scraps of garbage machine Yeah, that just kind of tagged along (laughs) and kept, like somehow being connected to what was going on with the island and like you used that character to like leave little clues mm-hmm. and like send messages and stuff. Because you had lost your memory. Yep, that's right. So I wouldn't tell you, you would ask me if you could do something and mm-hmm. I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your character is doing, you know? And I would just kind of see what you would decide to do and then tell you later mm-hmm. what was going on. Yeah. Because so I didn't want you to have that information either. Right. Yeah, and the whole kind of like general theme was the pollution. Yes. So everything was trashed, but it was, like, uninhabitable and just disgusting, toxic. toxic. Yeah. We also played with exhaustion in this game, which was really fun, because that's not something that we often do. Yeah, that was was super cool. Yeah, it definitely made it a lot more, because we actually had to actively get food and water. And shelter. In my case, oil. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool that you added that extra element that just it made it that much more interesting because there's something that we, like you said, we didn't really yeah. ever use that before. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did this time. And it was your chance, like you'd never played anything like a Warforge before. So yeah. that was totally new mm-hmm. and uh, an interesting way to kind of add that into that setting as well. Right. Yeah. And I kind of just took a general plot from the Hunger Games stories and had similar characters and everything. Like, we had other people on the island that were trying to do a similar goal to you that mm-hmm. you guys ended up having to fight and kill. Yep. To be able to get off the island. Because I think it was like, you know, only you could escape. How are you going to do it? Right. So um, you met President Frost, who was actually a Gizari, High level, like, Gizari monk. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And it was a good chance for me to DM... And also kind of, like, get my feet wet in the sense of building my own story. Yeah. Yeah. And I could tell that you you had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, like you I had did. your own, like, intro blurb yep. and you wrote out and totally. everything. Yeah. And yeah, you had, you really went into it. That was a really fun one. It was a little long, though. Ended up going a little How bit longer than we'd go? originally planned, but. I think it was the longest one. I think we, it was the longest one. We but we, we finished it and it was fun. And it yeah. was also kind of us just kind of. Deciding if we wanted to do this whole system in general and right. how it would work. And I think that was kind of when we realized that we could 
do anything we wanted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that one was cool. <laughs> it was a interesting little change in pace for sure. Yeah. Especially because it wasn't fantasy and it was more in the future, like mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic style. Yeah. It was kind of nice to like break away from our other, yeah, because they were obviously so immersed with kind of your more typical fantasy kind of setting. Mm-hmm. So this was totally different. Yeah. In so many ways. <laughs> it was yep. a good break. Hi, my name is Drew Ortega, one of the hosts of Cantrips and Coffee. We love tabletop games. We love them so much that we can't stop talking about them or playing them. The trouble is that there's so many to choose from. Now, we could stop and just play the big one. You know, the one that everybody plays. But life is meant for more than just one game for the rest of our lives, isn't it? That's why we're determined to play the best ones. We want to know which are worth our money and which we should probably just skip. Am I close enough to any of the other survivors to reach someone's, like, leg? Yes. Can I crush that person's leg? Yes! Okay, let's... Carl is suddenly looking for a new mentor to be sidekicked. <laughs> this isn't surprising. When you first did it, I was like, yeah, we got this. Like, we've just been too timid. We have been too scared to touch anything. Like, he's gonna go through, it's gonna be good. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Join us for brand new episodes weekly on Cantrips and Coffee. Side break. So once that one was over, we came together into the same process again where we spent a night hanging out and rolling and pitching each other ideas. And the second one that we ended up building was a Starfinder-themed game. That's so right. So Starfinder was the setting. So just the Starfinder kind of sci-fi futuristic fantasy world in general. Yeah. Um, Just kind of vaguely sci-fi fantasy. And then the characters were prisoners. Yes. And the plot was 28 Days Later. That's what it was. I was like, it was something zombies I've remembered that. So I wrote that down. But yeah. Nice. Um, Yeah. And so this one, my partner actually DM'd, which he also kind of got to, similar to me, get his feet wet with the, I mean, he DM'd a few little things before similar to me yeah um and he was pretty excited about this one so he and this was the first time i ever had him as a dm because i wasn't around when he did yeah those other times with the group so i was especially stoked (laughs) (laughs) and at this point it was just the four of us playing yes but he did a little bit of reading into the starfinder module Mm -hmm. and gave us i don't know the number but he basically gave us half starfinder races and half D races to choose from and he said these are the races that you can be and here's like how they would co-mingle yep so that was really exciting because we got to try something totally different than what we're used to because it wasn't just regular D races and classes and all three of us definitely chose other races yes. that were not D ones because we were like new. we know those whatever let's do the new ones yeah it's cool <laughs> and so his whole story with this was that we wake up as prisoners in a ship flying through space and we don't know each other. We don't know how we got there or what's happening. And eventually the plot of 28 Days Later start to unfold where there are basically rage zombies. Rombies. Rombies. Rages. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Rombies sounds like a rom-com or something. It does. Yeah, they're both terrible. But yeah, these uh, people on the ship are infected. Mm-hmm. And this one was actually pretty cool in the sense that we only had the ship. 
we couldn't go anywhere else. Right, we were in space. Yeah, so it was actually kind of easier for him because he built it, the entire map of the ship. So it was just like, here's all the sections and the rooms that you can explore and how they work. Yeah. And we were trying to basically get to the center, which was the control room. So that way we could unlock it and get the space baby spaceship. Baby spaceship shuttle? Shuttle. Aha! <laughs> baby spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> So we were trying to unlock it so we could get the shuttle and fly away. Yeah, get the fuck out of here because everybody's infected. Pretty tough. And our cast of characters in this one, our friend was playing something called an Az- Azer, an Azer, which Ooh. is kind of like a, almost like a Dorvan elemental, uh, basically fire elementals that look like dwarves that are made of like molten rock yeah i mean he weighed like 300 pounds <laughs> it's kind of funny because i was like so how does that work because you're in a spaceship let's not go too deep into yeah <laughs> we won't talk about it no <laughs> we worry. won't talk about it it's fine you have oxygen yeah yeah so you know like his hair was fire and he was which like, is another issue made of in metal. A spaceship. yeah <laughs> That was really cool. We liked that a lot. But he, yeah. We think he was a rogue. We don't remember. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was definitely a rogue. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because he was like, I remember specifically he would try to like hide, but he's always on fire. (laughs) He's so big. (laughs) He's so big. He always have disadvantage. So he was kind of a terrible rogue. Yeah. Yeah. That one was fun. And Uh, I played, I think they're called a mole or a mule. They are a sterile, that's what happens when a dwarf and a human breed and they create a sterile, like, dwarf and human. Yeah. Basically, and they're, like, really beefy and large. Moving. Um, And she was kind of, like, gray-skinned and had tattoos. Yep. And it just had a hard life in general. Her name was Siga Hardfell. She was a f- fighter, which was fun because I'd never tried fighter before. Yeah. That was really cool. Pretty and great class. What'd you play? I played Anita Hart. <laughs> she was fun. I was a cleric, and I was also a race called the Kasatha, I believe. Yeah. Which have, like, giant heads and forearms. forearms. Mm-hmm. It was great. She thought herself as, like, the world's, well, the universe's greatest, like, space pirate <laughs> who was... Like, mixed in this business of harvesting and selling organs. That's why she was a cleric. (laughs) So she could, like, cut cleanly and nicely and not kill you and get what she needs. She was kind of like a surgeon. Yeah. She she was was scary. She would fight with, like, needles. Yeah. Like, just pull needles out of her pocket and stab people. She was... She was also pretty dumb, apparently. <laughs> I rolled so bad with intelligence. That big head was filled with nothing. Yeah. And so this being more of a futuristic themed game, we had technology. Yeah. And weapons, like guns. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So our DM was able to give us stats for different types of guns. Like tech. And yeah, knowledge. different tech weapons as well we had like those um almost like taser oh yeah taser the, knives the, the stabby baton zaps yeah, exactly zappy zap i think that's literally what it put zappy zap <laughs> zappy zap <laughs> and then we also had to do like intelligence checks for technology on yeah. computers and stuff yeah while also running away from rage zombies yep yeah. which they were done a little differently because i so i picked cleric not really, I forgot <laughs> that we were doing, like, a zombie theme thing. Yeah. So he 
twisted it so it's not like they're not dead. Really, they're, just they're mad. zombies. They're just angry. They're just really mad. <laughs> just raging all the time. <laughs> so anyway, cleric stuff was not like super effective in that realm. So which yeah, fair. I think he gave them just rage all the time. Yeah, they're just they were just always literally so raging. <laughs> yeah, which was pretty cool. And yeah. then yeah, you have the added stress of being in this circular spaceship, mm-hmm. and you don't know your way around. You don't know where the control room is. Yep, we had to find a map. You have to keep running into rooms and hiding. You have to get supplies. Oh, oh my you have God. to kill yep. people to get their weapons. Oh, yeah. We ran into some people and our party was neutral slash evil <laughs> because you and the other character were neutral. True neutral. Yeah. And I was evil. Was evil. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Which we, was kind of hard to wrangle because, like, <laughs> I'd be trying to do certain things. You guys were like, you're not the boss. Fuck you. And I'm just like, God damn it. I want to live. So well, I have also, to follow you. We found other survivors. We were just kind of like, mm, yeah, we don't fuck need Fuck you. Them. Didn't we? We, we left a guy in the jail up. cell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. He was bait. Sometimes, you know, it's fun to be bad. Yeah, exactly. And it was fun to be bad. <laughs> it worked out. Like, I'm pretty sure we all barely survived. Yeah. Because, yeah. We made it to the shuttle. Different things would happen. And what was fun was that it wasn't just, like, you have to go and, like, fight the bosses necessarily or the creatures mm-hmm. or whatever. It was, like, hey, oxygen is shutting down. Mm-hmm. Hey, power is going out. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's other factions trying to get the last shuttle. Yeah. You know, You have so. to fight somebody to get the one key that'll let you into the yep. dock. Yep. So, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I think that was probably one of my favorite, like, campaigns that we've ever played wow like it was cool. it was really cool i really enjoyed it yeah it was just totally different like i said we yeah. got to kind of dip our toes into pathfinder and starfinder sort of yeah you know and just kind of see different what because he did kind of use some of the combat systems in that as well just right. to kind of make it different and especially with like the guns that was fun we never get yeah. to use guns <laughs> yeah yeah it was cool and you know like having to fight the zombies like when they bit you you had to make a constitution save that's right because you would rage and that happened to me a few times yeah that's right you were so angry and so scary (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah that was that was a great way to introduce us to other systems yeah exactly yeah it was it was good and again all of these were a good chance for us to play different races and different characters that we wouldn't normally make or want to commit to in a bigger campaign and just kind of be really silly with it too yeah this is that's a really good point where you just want to like this could be a great way if you kind of want to have like mini adventures of campaign ideas that you have mm-hmm. and see if that's what you want and a great way to test out characters yeah. so you're like do i want to be this person eh, let's just try it for a little bit mm-hmm. okay that person's terrible throw it out the window <laughs> you know or maybe you're like i've always wanted to play a mass effect themed campaign mm-hmm. like let's try this short one and see how people like it and how it works and then if we want to keep playing i'll just keep writing the story yeah and if not then we it's just over. complete it and we move on yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we would, like, finish a story and then meet up again the next week and kind of have a session zero, so we'd kind of get to reset. Yep. Which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that was our second one, mm-hmm. and then we had one more. And this uh, one was really unique, and I think this one was my favorite. It was weird. Probably the most ridiculous game I've ever played, like, <laughs> full stop. Yeah. Totally absurd. Yep. 
What? So we don't a hundred percent remember what was rolled. Um, the characters were wrestlers, pro wrestlers. Pro. <laughs> so we were pro wrestlers, wrestlers in an insane asylum. In an insane asylum. And the plot was—it was something sci-fi. Shutter Island. I don't know. Oh, oh, I don't remember. I do not was remember. That close? It was that close? Maybe. Because it was a Sane Asylum. Because it fit really well with the Sane Asylum aspect of it. Sci fi y. Yeah. But basically, uh, <laughs> so I co DM'd this uh, with a, a friend of ours. So we took turns going back and forth. Yeah, this was really cool. So we had the idea because we both wanted it and we were like, okay, you know what? Let's just, let's do this together. Let's figure it out. So um, to play on the insane asylum and pro wrestler (laughs) aspect, we were like, okay, that could be interesting. So we were basically going to confuse the players on what was reality and what was fake. Mm -hmm. So when... Our friend DM'd, he DM'd when the players were in what they thought was the asylum. Mm-hmm. Or rather, it was a facility that they were in mm-hmm. that was studying their dreams. Yes. And then whenever the players went to sleep and dreamt, I took over mm-hmm. and would play out their quote-unquote dreams. Yes. Which would be different worlds that they're being transported to. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the plot was... All of these characters, uh, the players, are people that were captured or sent to this facility, which is actually a jail or a prison, and it's in space, pretty isolated, and they use these prisoners to go on jobs and just, like, do what needs to be done. They're, like, basically just used as, like, labor on other worlds or... They could be used to mercenaries. kill. Yeah, they're like mercenary work, whatever, that the pri- the warden is being paid to mm-hmm. have his or her prisoners do, mm-hmm. basically. And that's when they enter sleep mode or dream mode. That's when they think they're dreaming, but they're actually, it is real what's yeah. happening. They just don't know. Yeah. God, <laughs> what fucking movie? What was the plot? I don't remember. I was like hoping it would trigger when you explained the plot <laughs> of the game. I it's cannot, gonna drive me like, crazy. Dude. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get home and I am look at your get, notes and be like, ah. And you know what sucks is this is the one that I forget the most, and I always ask our part, my partner, the other player in this campaign, and he always remembers right away. And I forgot to ask him when we called him to ask him all these questions. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, anyways, yeah, so that was the plot in a nutshell. So we kind of loosely like. You guys may, you had no idea really what it was. We just told you, yeah, make your pro wrestlers. Yeah. Make your real identity and your wrestler identity. Yeah. So it was just me and one other player. And then Keisha and the DM shared a character. Oh, that's right. When we swapped. So when one is DMing, mm-hmm. the other is a character. Player. That was really fun. Yeah. That was really cool, you guys. <laughs> I've never had like a co-DM situation like that uh. and a co-player. So yeah, just me and the other person were the only like actual players. Mm-hmm. And I at least went into it thinking the pro wrestler thing was going to happen right. more. <laughs> and so <laughs> I wasn't really prepared to not be that pro wrestler. Yeah. But so we both we had two identities and this was it's super complicated, but we each had 
two identities, our real identity and our pro wrestler identity. Right. And what ended up happening is we were the real people while we were, quote, awake in the facility, end quote. And we were the pro wrestlers, which were basically these, like, mercenary people trying to help save this world when we were in our dreams. Yep. And that's who we thought that we actually were. So we'd wake up and be like, well, wait a minute. I'm not this person. Yep. And it was super fucking confusing. (laughs) And I mean, what's really fun about this Uh. is that uh, Keisha and the other DM didn't know. You guys didn't communicate when you guys were DMing. Like, you didn't know what each other was going to do. Right. So each week it was totally new for everybody. Yep. So if you were a player, you had no idea what was going to happen. And it was fucking awesome. And so, like... The DMs would DM their section, and then the next week they would play and be just as confused as everybody else, Mm -hmm. because the whole point is you're confused, you don't understand what's happening, and you don't know what's reality and what's fake, and who are you, and what's happening, and can you trust anybody? (laughs) And it helped a lot, too, because we had to also be a player, so it it made it better so when we were all players we're all on the same page. Like, I'm also a player while he's DMing. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on. (laughs) And then we would switch. And he would be the player who's still like, I still don't know what's going on, but I'm in this realm now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it was just, it was probably hard to DM something like that where you don't really know what, because you guys knew how it was going to end, but you didn't know like what to write in between. (laughs) Yeah, like you couldn't plan ahead. It was just Uh. seriously like each week is something new for you to write. Basically. But so let's talk about the characters, because this is one of my favorite characters ever. We've talked about him before, but in this setting especially, it's going to give a little more context. Oh my god. So, the other person who was playing, <laughs> his name was Carl Countington. He was a nerd. Carl. Carl Countington. Carl. And his uh, pro wrestler identity was the pencil, pencil pusher. pusher. <laughs> he was a human fighter. He and was pretty great. I think he was a uh, chaotic good, maybe. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But he was a uh, he was good. He was a good guy for, for sure, sure. <laughs> and definitely a nerd. Very uh, like follow the law as much as possible. Maybe he was lawful good. He might have been. Yeah, that sounds actually more. <laughs> and then the character that you guys shared. So the we were Sean Luray. Sean Luray. Which is funny because when we were initially texting each other before it all started, uh, we were trying to figure out how to even do this. And we were like, okay, so we figured out the split thing. I'll take care of the dream world. You take care of the asylum world or uh-huh. whatever. What do we do in the meantime? Like when you're doing the asylum, what do I do? And we're like, oh, you know what? We should share a character. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. So like, for example, I'm going to just say Chandler. Is I love friends, and Chandler is my uh, spiritual person. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I use Chandler as an example. And then so he started first as a DM. So he completely created the character (laughs) and called her Chandler A. (laughs) So that's where that came from. Yeah, funny. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah, you're like, this is who I am, I guess. Yep, this is, that's my name. Do you remember what she was? Chandelier. (laughs) Yeah, Chandelier. We can remember her name. (laughs) Nope. Chandler. Yeah. Uh, She was an elf. Yes. I think she was a beast master type of elf. Rogue? Druid? Ranger? That's what I meant, Ranger. I, I meant Ranger. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember cool. right. Cool. But yeah, so we shared that character. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty decent too as a person. 
Yeah, she was neutral. I mean, she had her own, like, we both knew that she had her own motives. Yeah. Um, we knew that that character was trying to play dumb and fit in with you guys the whole time. <laughs> but depending on the course you guys took depended on what she was going to do, too. But yeah. anyway, your character, though. Yeah. The star. The true <laughs> star of the show. Yeah, I've never been a main character before. Oh, man. Um, so I was, your butts. I was inspired with the pro wrestler aspect to make... Um, so his pro wrestler persona was Tom, which stands for the Orange Menace. <laughs> so let me describe him first because then the joke will really hit home that he was a human barbarian and he was older like in his 60s and pretty overweight definitely had like a double chin he has kind of like an orange tint to his skin which looks very unnatural he has wispy blonde hair that he wears <laughs> like combed over to cover his balding head and he wears a very ill-fitting suit and tie. So grotesque. (laughs) And he was chaotic evil and his real name was Tom Strumpf. Who's that? (laughs) Not a real person at all. But man, (laughs) what a ride. So Tom Strumpf is the kind of guy that's always looking to make a deal. He's always out for a quick buck, right? He uh, he had very high charisma, and yes. this was fun for me because I asked RDMs if I could homebrew a mechanic for him, yep. which was essentially a lie. So I got to once a, a long rest, so once a day, like once a sleep, I got to fudge a 1 or a 20. So if I rolled a 1 and I could pick the dice up before anybody saw that it was a 1, I could lie and say that it wasn't a 1. And if I rolled something that I wanted to be a 20 and they didn't see it, I could pick that dice up and say it was a nat 20. Mm-hmm. And so the way this mechanic worked is I would be like, oh, shit, I got a nat 20. And they'd be like, really? And I'd be like, yep. And then they would have to roll if they an, chose an insight yeah. if yep. they chose to see if I was lying or not. And every time they failed. So I passed <laughs> this roll like four times. Oh my God. I got like four nat 20s in it this was campaign. Insane. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I think you two, your characters mostly made this whole <laughs> thing. Like, we had this complex idea, whatever. You guys. Yeah. And you're, because uh, your partner was a lawful good. Yeah, like nerd. Nerd. <laughs> and then there's... Tom Strumpf, fucking everything up in yeah. such a great way. And I will say it was super fun for me to play such a chaotic character that the DM hated, the party hated, the NPCs hated. Except for one. And it was just like, yeah, and it was just like, you guys had to railroad me so much. Oh, man. And it was like me fighting, purposely fighting railroading. Yep. Just to play this character. <laughs> so many times that I'm plans like, derailed. I'm like, I know as a uh, person what you're trying to get us to do, but Tom's not going to let you do that. Yeah, Tom is Tom. So. And uh, he's going to make that meat business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so desperate. The protein bar. <laughs> the protein. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah and so it was so good this one was just fun for us because we had no idea what the fuck was going on right and even though 
whatever fuck movie this is based on, we've all seen it. Uh, we were just super confused the whole time because yep. when we were, quote, awake in the asylum, we were locked in our cells. If we misbehaved, they wouldn't let us out. It was just like white walls, plain bed, a toilet, you know. Nothing. John Trump was locked away often. Yeah, he was often locked in his cell. <laughs> uh, we would come out for meals and be like in a common room and get to meet other people that were there and get like weird clues from them. Mm-hmm. And then we all started having these dreams where we were in a town with real people and interacting with each other in our dreams. And we were all having the same dream. And somebody was giving us a quest to go fight these weird kind of rat people that shimmered and didn't look like rat people. It was very confusing. Yeah. And it turned out that they were real people that we were murdering. Yep. So that was cool. Because you guys were potentially either being fed or somehow being administered a drug. And Tom knew that. (laughs) And he tried not to take his pills. So funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... The people in the asylum would be obviously feeding you guys some kind of drug. So when you went into your dream state, you would have this kind of like this blanket over your eyes of what was actually going on. You thought you were actually killing creatures, but your characters were breaking through that. And you saw it was actually like at times just village people Mm -hmm. that you were just paid to slaughter so that... A business could like clear out the land and plop down a new yep. center, you yep. know? And it was really interesting seeing you guys being so confused about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's what I liked. It was like really frustrating to yep. not know how to play our characters. I'm glad I played yeah. such a chaotic character. Because <laughs> yeah, it was probably like, there's no other way, you know, to get through something like that. But yeah, like uh, we would be in this town and like talking to NPCs and just get really weird vibes yep. and like weird shit would happen, like weird magical things that we couldn't explain. And then every time we would get a clue and we would kind of break towards the next barrier of figuring out what's happening, we would get woken up yep. and be back in the asylum. Yep. And then like, why are we here? <laughs> why are we even in this asylum? What's <laughs> happening? Uh Yep. And then it turned out that none of that was real at all. We weren't even in an asylum. We were just laying in a lab, hooked up to machines, being controlled by a doctor, um, kind of the Matrix style, Yep, using us. There were so many layers. We didn't even know. The DMs didn't really even know. Was it the Matrix? Was that the plot? It might have been. That sounds Matrixy or Inception-y. Doesn't it? Or, it wasn't Inception because it was, was too complicated. Thing. Was well, it the we, Matrix? It, I guess. Whatever. Let's call it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. So the fun thing, though, for me personally, was that so me and the other DM were both like, all right, so we're controlling our own. Like, I have dreams. He has reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so depend. you guys would take the reins on whether you wanted to break out of the dream yeah. and be in the reality or break out of the reality mm-hmm. and be in the dream. Mm-hmm. So you guys had options on which course you wanted to take and which one you ended up in. Yeah, you know? totally. So uh, if that makes sense, listeners, at all. Because <laughs> uh, we both had our own ending options. De- 
and they were completely like we didn't know about it from each other right but if we chose Keisha's path she would get to finish and if we chose the other DM's path he would get to finish exactly yeah and then you would just do your ending from there and how how hard was it for you to play a character one week and then DM that character the next week without (laughs) knowing what to expect it was it was definitely there's some things we probably could have done better but yeah it was still a learning experience it It was was still fun probably a cool (laughs) challenge for you it was and yeah, it's just it it was interesting because like when I was a character, I would also be like taking notes of what the DM was doing and I'm just like, okay, how do I somehow this. tie that into yeah. the dream to make it even more confusing for you guys and like mm-hmm. like we would randomly come up with like I on the spot came up with the Schnam Industries. Schnam yeah, <laughs> cuz you guys are ah, like, Schnam. Like, oh, what 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 industry like because you were at like the skyscraper building and I was like, Oh yeah, the title of the place is on. You're like, What's the title? And I was like, Shnam. Yeah. And then every time <laughs> Tom would try and say Shnam, they would lock him up, which was real fucking suspicious. Yep, in the asylum. So yep. he started screaming about Shnam and uh <laughs> the authorities got really mad about that. So that was suspicious. And then you would have a dream about a kid named Bottle Kid, and then <laughs> Bottle it, Kid he'd show up in reality as this like pop star or something, and I don't remember he's that. on billboards, yeah. you know, and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun really messing with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think we were kind of, me and the DM were silently, the other DM were silently having like a battle of who can fuck up the other more, you know, because we're confusing <laughs> each other too. Yeah. Trying to like one up the confusion. Right. And like, we didn't even know which DM was, <sighs> was DMing which section. So we didn't know if Keisha was DMing, if that was the dream or if that was the reality. Right. Like you were DMing the like, village part of the dream but we didn't know if that was real right or if that was our dream (laughs) and so holy fuck it was like so dramatic the whole time it was pretty fun and my brain hurt Uh, a lot everybody's did i think every time (laughs) but ultimately you guys did choose the other dms ending you decided to break out of that asylum there and find out that you woke up and you know, restraints and everything in this lab room. And we failed the test. So they started over. Yes. That's how that ended. Yep, that's right. We wake up. We see that we are not on either of those places we thought we were. Mm-hmm. And that we've actually just been experimented on. And because we've woken up in the actual real world, we have failed the test and they put us under to start again. Yep. Because Sean Luray betrayed you guys. Yeah. Yep. That bitch. I know. (laughs) Because she wanted to take over the Institute. Yeah. That was the ultimate goal. She only used you guys to help her break through all of that just so you could kill the person, the like doctor that was mm-hmm. in charge of all of this, and then she became the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yep, because of that's that's how the roles go. Such drama, but with man, that. that was that was a yeah. Tom would coaster. Tom would hit on Sean Larray a lot. <laughs> he would hit on everybody oh a lot. God. He was, was super awful. He was terrible. I hated Tom. Yep. We all, oh, we all did. <laughs> Playing him was just did. like really hard. <laughs> <laughs> how can I be the worst? possible person well i did have good inspiration so from the person he's based on but that is true that is very true (laughs) it was pretty great though it it (laughs) really it really helped make the game for sure yeah but 
Yeah, I think that was the last one we did. I think so. And, and then, then that's kind of when we were like, yeah, we're we're done. I think the person that we, you were co-DMing with, he wanted to get back to playing with his normal group and doing yeah. his big story. And then we were still we were still kind of we didn't really have a game at that point. That was when you finally were like, oh, I've got a homebrew game to start. So yeah, that's right. Kind mm-hmm. of like filled the gaps in between our big homebrew games. Right. But yeah, like we said in the beginning, it was just really unique. Um, it's something we recommend to people to try. Yeah. We can, if you reach out, we can send you the original version that we used from Crit Sandwich. Um, we can show you the one that we made based on theirs. Let's kind of see the format. You can make your own from scratch if you mm-hmm. want to try. And it's just really fun, especially if everybody's on board and everybody wants to try a DM because it kind of gives you a lot of inspiration um, as a DM, yeah, what you want to write and how you want to play, and you know that they're short and that they have an end. So Rel- no pressure, relatively, yeah. yeah. So if you don't like it, then you'll play a new one. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. a great way to use as like a guinea pig and experiment, or yeah. just you know, just for funsies. Yeah. And it's nothing that you have to like seriously commit to for months and months. You know, it could just be short and sweet and. Pick it up again as yeah. something else entirely. And you also want. get to kind of put your passions in and play yeah. things that you're really <laughs> excited about. You know, your favorite books, TV shows, movies, video games, uh, really fun character ideas, you know, uh, things that you wouldn't normally get to expand upon in a large game. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's our episode, I think, at an end of our little mini random campaigns that we played and what they were like. Yeah, hope you enjoyed them. Uh, let us know if you guys have done this before. Tell us about it. And if not, let us know if you're going to and how it turned out if you end up doing it in the future. And we'd love to hear about it, what yeah. you guys ended up doing and what you think of that, you know, the randomness. But yeah, the places you can reach out to us are potionsandpopery at instagram.com, which is pretty active for us. We are on Facebook as well. And we have a Gmail that you can email us thoughts, questions, concerns, jokes, insights, which is potionsandpopery at gmail.com. All right. Well, thanks for listening again, guys. This has been Keisha. And this is Kayla. And until next time, catch you later.